I almost feel selfish saying that I'm on this quest to have it all, to have it all as a mom, a spouse, a business owner, and everything else that we want to do in life. But I think it's important to seek that out and have that as a priority, knowing again that like it's more about harmony and integration than this 50-50 split between job and home life. Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, HR manager by day, Instagram manager by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now in 2014, I walked away from the dream job. I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder, but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey there, hustlers, and welcome to another show. We have a special guest, my friend Lindsay, who used to be a corporate side hustler, but now she is just straight hustling, but she is juggling a couple of things. So with that said, welcome to the show, Lindsay. Lisa, you know I'm so pumped to talk with you, and you have been such an inspiration for me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy having gone from being a full-time corporate ladder climbing gal to entrepreneur like so many of our peers in this community. So it's just kind of surreal to to be part of this conversation. Agreed. And I think our topic is going to be right in line to help those individuals that are on that kind of fence of, should I leave? When should I leave? And all that kind of good stuff. But before we dive into the goods, I would love if you just take a minute and share a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now. Thanks. No, I would love to. I served in the corporate capacity in a corporate communications role and have been in that traditional style employment for the better part of 10 years of my career. And after becoming a mom in 2019, my definition of success changed and my priorities changed. And that really led me to seek out a different lifestyle and one that would support my family, but also my dreams moving forward. So I took my skills and my experience to launch my PR firm, Acres and Company. And it has just been a wild ride ever since. And that was what's only... A couple months ago, I left my job in December of 2020. So it's just been insanely fresh and crazy, but like the best, most fulfilling decision thus far. I agree. And then you got to share some other fun news about the family. (laughs) Yeah, life is wild in all aspects. So I'm a military spouse. We're based in the DC area. And we have a two-year-old daughter who runs our entire schedule in life. And then we're expanding our family. We'll have a little man here in July. So we're we're buckled up. It's just going to be a wild, (laughs) wild ride for a while. Yeah. 2021 is going to be bumpy, but fun. Like it's going (laughs) to be a good ride for you. So I appreciate you sharing all that with us because the topic that we're diving into today is how we should be more intentional with what our exit strategy will be. And we've actually are tied this. Don't leave your corporate job until you know this. So before we dive into like the goods of everything else, kind of share like how, like what were you thinking? Like when did you know that it was time to start your PR firm? It was a 
long time coming. And by that, I mean, for my entire career, I was always concerned about that next step, that growth, that opportunity, and how to just continue growing as a professional and how to continue evolving as a professional. But again, my life really changed whenever my daughter was born in in 2019. So I began to just like really see the shift in what my needs were and what my priorities were as an employee, but also as a mom and a military spouse. And those things don't always align. And then COVID hits and it's like, how can how in the world can I do all of these things, but also do them well? And I don't think anyone's really like... <laughs> figured that out entirely. But I knew for me that like, I I needed to make some decisions that were in the best interest of myself and my family. And I'm not one of those people that was running from anything. I wasn't running from a bad employer or a bad boss. I had a great boss. I had a great team with a company that was doing good work. I just was not incredibly fulfilled. And I knew that there was more that I could offer. And I was deeply passionate about continuing to grow. In, in my role and in, in my craft and my trade. And I, I just didn't see that as happening in the way that I needed it to or, or saw it as being possible. So in about June of 2020, my daughter was a year old. We were working remotely with no childcare, mind you. I know you know that life. <laughs> so um, well, so well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's tough, but... If I wanted to make my life look differently, I had to put some action to that, right? I mean, action brings clarity. And I learned that very quickly. And honestly, Lisa, you might have been one of the people to tell me this. So I knew that if I were to leave my corporate job, that I had to make it sustainable. I had to be invested in this. I couldn't do that in a way that was short-sighted. And I also wanted to make sure it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to, to lead. I wanted to make an impact. And... I didn't want to be short-sighted about that at all. So I actually volunteered to work with a military spouse-owned company who was just doing great things in our community. She had PR needs. She didn't have like a huge budget to invest in an agency. And I was passionate about her mission. So I said, Hey, I'm kind of going through this thing in my life where I think this is the direction I want to go. Do you need help? And she said, Heck yes, I need help. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of used her as a case study and I worked with her from July to... I mean, currently she's a current client and we got some killer results for her. We've allowed her to to grow and thrive as a female founder and an entrepreneur. And again, making an impact in our community. And it totally validated that that's where my heart was. And also my skills and expertise are needed And if I do this the right way, I can be profitable and build a business around this. So by December, I... Well, I actually gave my employer six six weeks notice. Which is very nice. That's longer than normal. (laughs) Yeah. And it was was another part of that like emotional evolution to, you know, leaving stability, if you'll call it that, to entrepreneurship. So it was just a, a graceful transition for me. And, and it allowed my employer to be more set up for, for that change as well. So I left my job in December of 2020, officially launched the agency in January of 2021. And it has just been amazing ever since and, yeah. and something that has been really fruitful as well. Love it. So I'm sure that my listeners can relate to this because the beginning when you were talking about you were 
in the beginning, like interested in this growth piece, right? You're probably raising your hand for the next stretch assignment or raising your hand for the next opportunity. And I was in that same boat. Like I actually had, I don't know if you experienced this in the beginning stages of working in corporate, I would almost have a fear of even taking vacations because I was fearful that during that time, something would pop up. I wouldn't be able to raise my hand to get that additional exposure for the next thing. And it was kind of this weird thing where I was so drawn in. And for you, you shared that it was your daughter that made you realize like, hey, is this really like, do I really want to keep climbing this corporate ladder or should I be reevaluating? For me, it was marriage. Like I was about to get married to my best friend and I was like, wait a minute, like my priorities are out of whack. I'm working 10, 12 hour days for what? Like this like thing that was fulfilling at times, but then most times it wasn't. It was mostly my boss that I really just... She was my boss. She was my mentor. So it was that weird kind of back and forth. And I just appreciate you sharing that. That's literally what was going on in your mind until your daughter came. It's it's so hard because, you know, the notion of the stress that comes before, during, and after a vacation is very real. It's palpable and it prevents you from taking that time to really just like reward yourself and decompress and and reset mentally for that next big thing. And you're exactly right. Life changes. And whenever you're a young single employee or or just what have you, I mean, your your life looks different. And and I appreciated that. I appreciated that I moved to the DC area within three months of getting married to my husband. Again, we're a military family, so we just move somewhat frequently. That I immediately immersed myself in the professional world and was able to grow and get my master's and climb the ladder in a way that really didn't have negative impacts on my family because my responsibilities were very different of those than a working parent. And that is when my life changed. And that is when I said, okay, I can do all these things and I can do them well, but I may not be able to have all of this at the exact same time. So how can I build something that works for what I need as a person because I don't want to fail as a parent. I want to be a great parent, but I also want to be fulfilled professionally. And that is what has spurred so much of my efforts into building my agency. Yes, yes, yes. So it's all about, and it's not even like a work-life balance. It's like a work-life integration of how do you have a nice blend of the two where you're not feeling like you regret spending too much time in one area. You're like, oh no, like I'm feeling like my cup is being filled in both areas. And I, and maybe you can relate to this. I didn't want either thing, like me being a, a HR manager or an Instagram mentor or a mom to define me. I wanted me to still have my name and have my like, oh, it's Lisa. So Lisa, the mom, Lisa, the daughter, Lisa, the sister, you know what I mean? Like being all those things as opposed to Lisa, the stay-at-home mom. So I appreciate how you're like, oh, it's about that balance. It totally is. And it's so hard to, to achieve. You know, I, I almost feel selfish saying that I'm on this quest to have it all, to have it all as a mom, a spouse, a business owner, and everything else that we want to do in life. But I think it's important to seek that out and have that as a priority, knowing again that like it's more about harmony and integration than this 50-50 split between job and home life. Agreed. And I know that you don't call it this, but I coined it for you before we started recording. But you have like a framework right now on how to really help people think through before they leave corporate. It is your thing on how you can get people to get in the right headspace, if you will, 
to make that decision if they're ready to leave. So yes, well, and so I, I've kind of reshaped it a little bit in terms of what it is that you need to to have prepared before you. I mean, this is a scary decision. There is no way to mince words and say how like massive of a decision it is to leave a a job, and especially to have left one in the midst of a global pandemic. I don't take that lightly. That's a huge blessing and privilege that I had when a lot of other people were losing their jobs. I don't take that lightly at all. And again, it's I'm so thankful that I've been able to do that. But I would say if you are thinking about leaving a corporate job or just this job that you've had for quite some time and it provides for your family and you're comfortable, but you have this pull or desire that you need to know two things. And then it goes into the purpose and passion and things like that. But if you are thinking about leaving, you have to know and be able to articulate your definition of success because it might look different than what your definition of success was as a corporate employee to an entrepreneur or a business owner or a side hustler. And then that second piece is why. Why are you making this change in the first place? Why does this matter? And this is where those purpose, passion, and goals like really thrive and and come into play together. So when things get hard as as an entrepreneur or as a side hustler, and they're going to, right? They're, I mean, it's it's not a cakewalk. You have to be able to go back to why you're doing this in the first place to reset what you're going through and why you're going through it. So, so the, making sure we're all hearing this too. So the, the beginning piece is truly defining your success. Like what does success look like to you? Would you be open to giving us an example of whether it's with you or with a client? Like how do you help create that? Because I think it's very, it's, it might be hard to put pen to paper to define that if we haven't actually had the taste of it. Oh my gosh, I would love to because... <laughs> This is, I had to sit down and think about what success meant to me. And if you're talking to Lindsay three to five years ago, my success was measured by my title and my salary. Same, same. (laughs) And those are significant measurements of success, but they're not the only ones. And so now that my life has changed, my priorities and my goals have changed, what does success look like to me, Lindsay, a mom, a military spouse, and a business owner? So if I'm trying, if I'm defining my success, it is in kind of four, three categories. It ultimately, it boils down to being fulfilled in all aspects of my life. And in those three categories, it's being successful as a professional. It's using my strengths and expertise to elevate the stories of female founders, executives, and entrepreneurs. And that is my professional fulfillment. But it's also being able to sit down and have breakfast with my daughter every single day. Yes. And not and not stressing about like where I need to be next. I mean, we all get caught up in that like hustle of daycare drop-offs and and meetings. And that's not to say I don't have that. I just have more control over it. Okay. I I what's coming up for me is similar. Like the I got goosebumps when you were talking about the piece with your daughter because that to me was something similar when I said, okay, if I'm gonna continue juggling these things with having two under two, what does what does what, I don't even I didn't call it success, but I was like, what is that thing that's gonna let me know that I'm still doing the right things? And you just nailed one of it, which is I wanna make sure that when my girls come home from daycare, 
that I'm hella present. Like I am not on a call. I'm not doing a bunch of different things at night because let's be honest, there's only like a couple hour window before they're going down. And I don't want to look back and feel like I missed out. So I love that your, your success example showed a really good balance of quantitative and qualitative of like, okay, it doesn't have to be truly a number. It could also just be a feeling and experience and things of that nature. So I appreciate that. Totally, totally. I mean, I do not want to fail as a parent, but even failure aside, like it's just being an ever-present, engaged parent. And, you know, my lifestyle is such that my being a military spouse, I typically have to be the one to pick up the balls when they fall with scheduling or daycare or sick children. And while I think we all as as moms can and want to do that, when I there's an immense amount of guilt as an employee and still as a business owner to to have to step away from things. But again, knowing that I am able to make those decisions for the best interests of myself and my family and thrive in that because that's a reality for me and it's a reality for many other people. That is how I want to define success. So between being successful as a business owner, being successful as a mom, and then making impacts for my military spouse community, those are those three pillars of my definition of success that I can say, if I'm doing these things and I'm being profitable in my business and my my child and my family are thriving and I'm doing good work in terms of making an impact, I am being successful. And that's not specific to my salary. We all want to put food on the table, but that's a part of those things, not the sole focus. So once we figure out our success, it's more about like, why are you making this decision in the first place? What is it that is prompting you to make this shift? And my why is again, what I close my eyes at the end of the day and say like, what is it that I'm seeking? So you've got the success and how you're measuring that. But I didn't want to run from something. I wasn't running from a bad boss or a bad organization or like a bad experience. I had a great experience. I just knew that there was more for me. So my why is more about the the growth that I can make as a business owner and being able to tell the stories of people like me, people like you, people who are raising children and building businesses and working to change the narrative of what it means to be a working mom from what it was to what it should be and really highlighting the women that are making that happen. So that is my why to tell those stories and and to grow and and to just have create the life and the business that is sustainable. Agreed. As you say this, like that's, there's a lot that comes to mind for me where a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like isn't Instagram, being an Instagram mentor so different than what you're doing in your day job? Like you keep saying that you love being an HR manager. Is there, is there a disconnect? And I was like, there's not actually a disconnect. There's a, there's a lot of parallel to my why. Like I love being an HR manager because the type of HR work that I do is about helping build healthy teams. So I'm the person that goes in and is asking the tough questions of, do you even like your manager? Because if you don't like your manager, I got to figure out why. And on Instagram, I'm helping people like figure out how are you building genuine connections, like not to be salesy and not to be trying to pitch to every single person, but about building a healthy community. So to me, everything you're saying is why I do what I do now. And my goal behind that is I wanted to be able to create my own rules with it. With it. I wanted to be my own boss with how I was doing things. So I'm getting fired up thinking about my why. And I hope that my listeners are also getting fired up as they think through their why in addition to what 
that success looks like for them. Totally. And it's, it's just this place where you go to mentally that like, it reaffirms why you're doing what you're doing. And there were some things that I implemented after I had these things decided that helped me feel better about this decision that I was making. And I'm happy to share that too. More of like a five-part winning strategy after you've determined why and your definition of success. And that looks like the very first piece of that is to define your success and to define your why. But the second step of that is to... I cannot overemphasize how much you can and should prepare for a decision to leave a, a stable job or a corporate position for entrepreneurship because preparation for me was key and it made my type A self much more like able to deal with the stress of this decision. And it's preparing financially. It's preparing with your spouse. It's preparing your mindset and how you're going to run your business. I mean, each of these things could be a podcast in their own. You know that. But just being prepared for that massive decision that's about to happen. And then after you prepare in those ways with your spouse and financially, I really wanted to make sure that I was investing in my business while I still had that steady stream of income. So I you know, brought in a graphic designer to help with my brand. I paid for a photography and website and had a tax consultant. And I invested in a few other like PR agency resources that would support my agency and how to run that while I was still employed and having a steady paycheck coming in. I love that. So I think everyone's preparation is going to look slightly different. And I love the fact that you were able to give us a good breakdown of like, I had a partner with my husband, I had to then invest in my business. And I think giving those are great examples for someone that is truly like, okay, I don't even know where to begin. Is there like an exercise that you would recommend that they do in order to get their juices flowing, if you will, on what that preparation should or could look like for them? It looks so different for everyone. I mean, I think while we're sharing this or while we have this shared desire, our finances look really different from one person to the next. I mean, someone has student loans and the other person has a mortgage and the other person has, you know, health considerations that they need to make. So it just, it varies so much. But understanding, for me, it was really important for me to understand my debt to income ratio and how good of a position we were in terms of the, the money we owed on a monthly basis and what that looked like going from a two-income household to one. Can we feasibly live off of my husband's salary? And the, the answer was yes, because we made some pretty significant long-term decisions that would support that because we've always lived below our means. But what does that look like once you reduce that from two salaries to one? So you need to know your monthly budget and expenses and potentially save up for six months of that if you are not generating income right off the bat. These are such good, good, good nuggets. Anything else you have for us before we share a little bit about how my audience can get connected with you? I would say the one of the more critical things of going from, you know, this corporate structure of having a team and having, you know, processes in your day-to-day employment life and then going to running your own business, you're not going to be able to do it all and you're not going to be the expert on everything. Taxes are scary. I did not want to like 
dive into taxes without the support of an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. So I, I would just really emphasize building your bench of experts and how you might outsource the things that you're not good at. So you can really focus on what brings in money and where your strengths are to continue growing your business while you're still figuring things out because you're not going to have it all figured out until you just really get into the thick of things. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Well, thank you for all of that. And thank you for that reminder because I think it's good for us to know that it's not as easy as flipping the switch light on, right? Like it's not going to just happen where we know what the success is, the why is like we have to spend some time being in it. We're doing some research, doing some journaling, potentially even talking to other people. So I think you gave us a good view, if you will, of all the things that could happen and can happen during that process. How can my listeners get connected with you? Yeah, so I would love to just continue connecting with like-minded people. And I am pretty active on Instagram. So you can, we can connect at Lindsay Acres on Instagram. And then at acres.co, you can sign up for my newsletter at my website. The website is not built. Like work just really came in really quickly and I haven't (laughs) built out my own brand as much as I would like. So, but Instagram is a great place. And, you know, Clubhouse is emerging too. So if you guys are on Clubhouse, we can chat on there too. There you go. I love it. I love it. And I know that you have a little special something that you want to drop our way so that way we can just get some more information on. So I'll let you share with us. So much about my agency and my personal passion in life is about supporting our military spouse community. And with Mother's Day coming up and the need to continue supporting small businesses. I would love if you all would learn a little bit more about Spousely. It's a military spouse owned platform that is basically Etsy meets Angie's List. It's an online e-commerce platform where you can buy gifts or handmade items or support a military spouse or veteran owned business. And it's online and it has just been a bright spot for me as someone who's able to support this organization and just is so deserving of additional support. So it would mean the world to me if that was considered. Love it. Okay. So all of the links that Lindsay just mentioned will be in the show notes below. So even our clubhouse handle will be there as well. (laughs) So please, please, please get connected with Lindsay. Lindsay and I met early last year on Instagram. And I truly like when we were about to jump on this, we had like a full catch up session because we feel like truly good friends that are just not in the same space to go chat in real life and in person. So please get connected with her. You'll love it. So Well, I think that if we were to have met in the corporate world, we would totally be those coffee date buddies and the the lunch buddies (laughs) and the happy hour gals. A testament to just your business and the value that you provide to people. I mean, I think you connected with me on Instagram and it was just the authenticity in which that you did so. And it continues to feel that way. And I know that throughout the, the duration of our relationship thus far, that it comes from a place of positive intent and genuine connection. So your clients and coaches are so lucky to have you. I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate it. Well, before you go, we do a little fun thing over here at the Corporate Side Hustler where we ask a question of would you rather? So the question today is, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? 
I'm so horrible at these answers, Lisa, because I'm a Libra <laughs> and I'm all about like balance and it's not either or, it's gray. But it. if I had it, <laughs> I mean, we all want to win the lottery, right? <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> but I would say if I really had to make a choice, it would be to live longer. And I think like, I hate to get all cheesy and mushy, but like, I think that we are just given so many chances in life to grow and change and evolve and learn that having more time to do so, I mean, what an experience that would be. How many businesses could we build by then? Right. (laughs) (laughs) So we can make some money. It just, it's just going to take some evolution. Exactly. Exactly. I love that response. I love it. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. It's been a pleasure catching up and just want to say thank you again. I am so, so grateful and really look forward to continuing. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.